two, yeah, there are approximately two weeks left in this series. And uh, then Ron and Jean will be starting up. When are you guys starting up? We'll be starting up. Okay. <laughs> At some point in the future, Ron and Jean will be starting up. And uh, what are you guys going to, what are you guys doing? Okay. The, lo the Lord leads. And right, right, right now, oh, yeah. we're actually believing that it's going to be our perspective. Okay. But our perspective may change. Exactly. <laughs> so, being they will be teaching on being in season, being ready in season and out of season, and being prepared for whatever word the Lord's going to put in their mouth. That's what they'll be teaching on. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, it's been it's been interesting the 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 teachings that uh, Ron and Jean, Ann and Dave and Leona and I have done over the past year. And I, you know, I really feel like the Lord is preparing us for something, all of us for something and things. Okay. Just with the present situation of where we are uh, just in society itself. And so, um, you know, really just thank God uh, because uh, he knows, you know, he knows and he knows what all of us need at the time that we need it. So, um, so today we have uh, special guests that are very close to our heart. And we have known this couple for five years, four or five years. And wow, time flies. Mm -hmm. And um, just really a special couple. Uh, you know, just uh, a husband and wife, a man and woman of God that are that's following the call of God wherever that call goes. And uh, it's interesting uh, what the superintendent was teaching today in just God's waiting room, you know, and, and how, you know, in ourselves, we want stuff to happen, right? We want stuff to happen to get going, but, you know, God's like, you know, not yet. It's going to happen, but it's going to happen in his time. And so this couple... Um, and we'll, I'll have my own to share a little bit, but just, just an amazing couple um, all the way around their ministry, their lives, their uh, commitment to the body of Christ, their um, willingness to put it all on the line day in, day out for what the Lord has called them to. And so um, we're just really blessed to have them come up and speak. Um. When we met, it was actually the year that I had had um, heart surgery, and we met through uh, a mutual pastor friend, totally unexpectedly, at a Reinhard Bonnke event. Um, those of you, most Americans don't know who Reinhard Bonnke is, but he's the evangelist of Africa. Uh, Americans tend to know Billy Graham, which is awesome, but there is another guy who, German, a heritage who devoted his life to preaching the gospel internationally. And uh, though he lives in the U.S. and is retiring, his ministry really took him throughout the continent of Africa. And so Reinhardt came to the Bay Area, and uh, Ron and Jean were brave enough to take this recently uh, heart-operated person uh, all the way to San Francisco to go hear him because, I mean, Reinhardt's in town. I'm sorry, I'm not missing that. Um, and Joe probably wasn't real happy that I was going, but uh, I'm going. Uh, no, and, 
<laughs> but uh, I got to meet this young man, uh, Deji, and um, just a little bit, because, you know, I give you guys little tidbits here and there about being black or being Nigerian. It's something about Nigerians. If, you're, uh, if, if you think you walk in integrity, you don't necessarily get real close to other Nigerians that you meet that you didn't know growing up. And so I got to meet him through this mutual pastor friend of uh, the Nichols and, and ours. And, um, and his presence at Reinhard Bonnke's event, the fact that he was serving, and there was just something about God in him that, I, that connected, and we clicked right away. Um, and then I think a few months later, I got to meet his beautiful wife, and we'd spoken over the phone, and... Um, we we are we we don't see each other every day. We don't talk to each other every other day. We don't you know maybe even once in three months we might talk, um, but but they have our hearts and we have their hearts. And the amazing thing about them is that they are a young couple. They're not um, stodgies like Joe and I. I won't say anything about Anne and Dave or Ron and Jean, but <laughs> they're not stodgies, they're not builders, they're not from that generation, they are from a much younger generation. Um, they could be our kids, actually. Um, but God is being good, and they're here with their parents, with uh, Deji's parents, Mr. and Mrs. Shonaiki, and uh, I want you guys to just give them a, a, um, a round of applause to be with young family. They have sown a legacy of love and faith in the Lord. Um, and the walls of denominational de denominationalism broken off of this family. So I want you to welcome Dr. Ebere and Deji Shonaike to the front. Um, <laughs> one more thing about them that you guys should know, they have an online Christian radio station um, they minister in word. They have radio programs that they do. They play music. Um, they just have a, a fun atmosphere and also a, a, a testimony of hope. If they do anything on their online radio station, which you can also get them on Facebook as well, it's, it's about hope and it's about living the life God created for you to live in. It's not about what you were in the past or your sins, or which, of course, yes, God does deal with our sin, but... Who has he called you to be? So they they bring forward literally the word of God so you can keep looking forward and living it out and not live like this with your head turned to the back looking at your past. So open up your hearts for what they have to share today. <laughs> I call them my aunt and my uncle. Yes, so uncle, uncle and sister Leo. That's what I call them. Thank you guys so much for having us here. This is such an honor. Um, almost holding back tears as they were talking. I'm like, who are they talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but God is good. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. So um, as you know, this is my wife, Ibera. I'm Deji. Um, you pronounce it like Day and letter G, Deji, right? <laughs> um, we're happy to be here. We've been married now nine years. Uh, next yeah. Next year we'll be at Dent here, so we're looking forward to that. Uh, we have two kids. Um, Ethan is seven, going on eight, and Daniel is uh, three, going on four. So um, God has been good, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess we can open up in prayer. Yes. Um, before going on. 
Father, we thank you for this time. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Take over, take control. We humble ourselves before you, Lord. And Lord, we ask that you shine your light into every one of us, Lord. Uproot the seeds of condemnation, uproot the seeds that the enemy has tried to plant in our lives from childhood all the way to now, Lord. We thank you that in your light, darkness has no place. And so we just thank you for your light that's shining in from heaven into this place right now. We ask, Lord, that your words come out through us and just uh, take over into this atmosphere and plant straight into the hearts of the receivers, Lord. Thank you for the way you love us. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Wow. So, um, you know, God is a relational God, just like uh, Brother Joe and Sister Leona said. Um, I'm recently doing something, and I'm like, Lord, this is a lot of work. Like, I could be doing something different that would give me the same returns. And, you know, I could be reading a newspaper. And, you know, he said back to me, he said, would you meet all the people you're meeting, mm. right? So that shows us he's a relational guy, yeah. right? Today we're here to talk about safe relationships. But I just wanted to start with that because God wants us to, he's given us a special gift and he wants us to share that, Amen. you know, with our circle of influence. And he wants that to expand every day. So, Amen. Yeah. So I guess the question is, what's a safe relationship? I think before we even talk about how to create one, I think yeah. having a good understanding of what it is and what it's not is a good place to start. And so when I think about safe relationship, I can't but not think about God yeah. and just following his model. And today, that's really what we're doing. It's like, well, God, what do you define as a safe relationship? And how have you maintained this safe relationship over lifetime in, in your relationship with humanity? Um, and so we kind of, as we were preparing, we felt the Lord really ask us, to, well, just take a look at me. And <laughs> I, in me, you find all the answers that you need yeah. and you can draw inferences from from the decision. So really we started off at the beginning. Um, and what is a safe what is a safe relationship and how did he even begin to relate with us as humanity, as the earth, and what were the parameter, uh, parameters that he laid off? And when he talked about creating man, um, he says, let us make man in our image. Um, and I guess we can pull up Genesis, one twenty six to twenty eight to twenty eight. Yeah. Twenty six. Right. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. 
God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Amen. Yeah. So for me, when I was reading this, and you know, I've heard I've heard people say, Well, God created us to worship him. You know, God created us to love him. And that's true. But when it's just said that way, it creates this image of a God who created us for his own selfish reasons. But when you actually read here, uh, verse 26, it says, let us make man in our own image so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky. And you go down to 28 and it says, God blessed them and said, be fruitful. There's something selfless about God's creation of us and why he even decided to become to, to develop this relationship with us. It wasn't because he was so starving of worship that he needed a whole bunch of us to make him feel more like God. It was because he's so full of glory and he wanted to breathe himself into us and breathe his glory. So it came from a perspective, I wanna share who I am with you. I wanna make you into my own image. And so then that tells me, when I start a relationship, what, why am I doing it? Why do I wanna develop a relationship with you? Do you have something to give me? Is there an ulterior motive right there? If we really pay attention to ourselves and begin to question, well, this thing we call networking, and we say we're coming together for the purpose of meeting one another, there's a whole lot of selfish agenda that's tied to it. <coughs> and it's this whole, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. And when we begin on that platform, we're already setting up a foundation for an unsafe relationship. Because right. now we have this unhealthy expectations that our relationships are built in. And when we look at God and the way he created and started his relationship with us, it was really about how can I bless you? What is it that I have to offer in this relationship? How can I, how can I see you from how God has created you and what has God put in me to help you to get to that next step? Because then my expectation is tied to heaven only. And so when, when we're gonna get into hurt and conflict resolution later, when that shows up, I'm not shocked and be like, crap, I thought you were sent from heaven, an angel with no flaws. <clears throat> because we started with the right foundation. Yeah. So, um, you know, God, in everything he did, he shared. Mm. So the first breath of man, the first inhale of man was God's exhale. Mm. Uh, the Bible says that, and God breathed into man. So the first thing man got was given to him by God. So uh, the foundation of, of um, safe relationships comes from sharing, right? It also comes from intimacy. Man opened his eyes and he saw God's face, right? The Bible says that God breathed into man. So the very first thing man saw that Adam saw was God's face, right? Um, which tells us that sharing intimacy, the willingness to, to give part of us forms a foundation for safe relationship. And then when, when God looked at Adam and said it was good, um, he made, everything he made he said was good. And then he said it was not good for man to be alone. That was the first time he said something in his creation was not good, right? Mm-hmm. And then he made woman. 
so that he can share, mm. you know, um, his life with her. Amen. And and the Bible says not only that God shared His time with man. Yeah. He would walk with them in the cool of the evening. Say, how's it going? How was today? What do you think about that thing you called the lion? <laughs> right? And that's another aspect. God shared his power with man. Yeah. The Bible says that God observed. He, he watched on Adam named the animals. Right? Now, he's sharing his creative power. He said whatever he named them, that was their name. Right? Yeah. How, how scared would you be if you give your toddler your very expensive stuff and you say, you know, and he's about to do something that could make or break it, you know, name it forever, right? But that is the, that is the height of sharing. He shared his authority with man and, and said, you know, you name everything I made, right? Um, and I think that's a great model for us yeah. in terms of when we start off on those safe relationships. Um, what, 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 is I, what is Evan's expectation of us, right? Because that's what really matters, yeah. what Evan wants us to do, yeah. right? Um, I, I, I believe that he wants us to share Amen. Um, the power of what he's given us. Amen. Yeah. And kind of like piggybacking on what he said. So then some of those things that we have here on the notes is what are the ingredients for the safe relationship? Of course, we have choices. Yes. Right. Um, and empowerment. Those two is that in a safe relationship, the Bible says that perfect love casts out all fear. Yes. In a perfect relationship, I'm in a relationship with you. And I don't want to be scared that if I mess up or screw up with you, I'm going to be caught. Like, I'm going to be put in check in such a way that I lose what we have, right? It doesn't mean, like, I love what you said, there are consequences of sin, which we're going to kind of talk about a little um, in a short while. But this idea that God gave us a choice, even though he knew that we could use that choice against him, and yet he didn't stop loving us in the way he did, is something that we need to model is that what happens when the person that you trust and you love so much kind of stabs you in the back, quote unquote, you know, how do we do that? How do you react? Um, and so part of that is, is that choice and empowerment and having this kumbaya, you know, the, the very first part of Genesis really painted this picture of kumbaya with man and God. There was this very smooth dance that was happening and all things were good, the animals, everything. It was beautiful. It was awesome. There were all the trees, but there was choices. And there were consequences tied to those choices. And so this is going to lead us into the second part of building a safe relationship. What happens when mistakes happen? What happens when conflict rears its head? Because I'm sure all of you guys know a safe relationship is not a drama-free relationship. Yeah. <laughs> a safe relationship. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um, and, and there's this idea that if you are the strongest friends, friendships that I have are people, that ladies that I've had some hard conversations with over time. I have friends from college, and we've had some of the strangest fights, but then we're stronger because we walk through it. And there were some friendships that unfortunately didn't last because we weren't somehow able to walk through the difficulties. 
And I think that's one of the reasons why divorce rate in, in the world, and especially in America, is high. And unfortunately, we can't say it's much better in the church compared to outside the church. We haven't really quite mastered how to walk through conflict. Because once it happens, our walls, we build walls, and we call the walls boundaries. But there is something called boundaries, but it's not walls. Because walls is, it's, is a place that shuts you in and shuts everybody out. And if God did that with us, we wouldn't be here. right um so what happens when mistakes happen and we can look at the fall of man and model again what god our father did to to address how we used um the power and the choices he's given us against him yes i just wanted to say that they did not listen to anything we taught obviously oh we don't even know the web address so listen with your heart amen okay so um that this I find very interesting, you know. Um, you see God that made everything. He knows the end from the beginning. And he walked into the garden of Eden and he said, Adam, where are you? Why is he asking where he was? He knew where he was. But you wanted him to speak. Sometimes we find ourselves making assumptions assuming intent of what, you know, oh, they must have done that because they were trying to achieve that. Or it's because they were, whatever, fill in the gaps. God gave man the opportunity to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I find that really, yeah. I mean, I, if you know how big God is, <laughs> right yeah how much authority this guy has mm-hmm. right and he has this little thing that he made i mean i'm thinking of you know if you have a toy you make them really automatic you give them artificial intelligence you still made it it's so small compared to you mm-hmm. everything that you gave it came from you and you have a whole lot more and he was like tell me what happened right and and that that is something that comes from a place of love. Mm. Love, love, love is something that I'm still trying to understand. Disclaimer: Everything yeah. we're talking about, we're still walking. Through. Yeah, I don't, I don't leave this every day. Yeah, I'm like this part about yeah. communication. I'm like, yeah. Lord. Yeah. So love is something that I'm trying to figure out because God. One of the few things God described himself as is love, mm-hmm. right? Because he's so big, he doesn't usually describe himself with something or as something. But he said, it, the Bible says that God is love, mm-hmm. right? So when we have, and I believe the most important thing that the Lord wants from us is love. Amen. Personally. The one single thing he's been asking of me for months, when I ask him, Lord, show me, what are you doing? What do you want me to do? Whenever he's communicated to me in the different ways that he does, he's only asked for one thing. He's only asked me to love. And I see why. Because as is, when we represent him here on earth, we're going to need to demonstrate his love, right? And when we have, 
when we're talking about mistakes, about conflicts, the one single thing that conquers all of that mm. is God's love. Amen. Amen. Right? And in his love, there's communication. Yeah. Remember, he, keeps, he tells us, ask, and you will receive. Mm. I'm thinking, why does he need us to ask? He knows what we need, but God wants to communicate, right? And he wants us to communicate. Never assume, right? Yeah. Communicate, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, and I, I like that, and I think for me, this is something I'm working through. I'm one of the persons that you would meet, and I would expect you to know exactly what I need. And if you don't do it, in my head, I'm like, why aren't they doing that? Like, they know that it makes sense, duh, right? Um, I'm the one I walk in and I'm like, well, the, you know, like, all, and this is part of what God has been revealing to me about myself is that if you don't communicate, people are not mind readers. We might have discerning spirit, be able to pick up things every once in a while, but the healthiest and the safest relationships are the relationships where the communication is very clear. And when you look at businesses, the most successful businesses are not necessarily the, the businesses with the smartest ideas. It's the, it's the businesses where the communication is clear. The employees know what's up. Outside knows what's up. We call it branding. There is, it's very simple, but it's very clear. And so in the way that we walk through the relationships that we have, it's okay to communicate. You know, there's a book about the love language. What is your love language? What is their love language? Because their love language can't, probably is different from yours. But when we expect everybody to think and act the same constantly and we have expectations based on the way that we're wired, we set up a, a, a situation where the person is constantly trying to live up to your standard. And that, that's, that's stressful. Yeah. I, I've never met anyone that wants to hang around somewhere where they, they feel like they constantly have to perform. Mm -hmm. See, uh, Africans, Nigerians, mm -hmm. we're very performative. Mm -hmm. From little kids, if you don't like to eat your food, your parents are telling you, well, how come you're not eating your food? Your brother and your sister are eating your food. Mm -hmm. So automatically you're thinking, my performance is always measured against somebody else. Mm -hmm. Our education system, for example, is Niger in Nigeria is measured based on who comes, say, let, let's say there are 40 people in a class. This is crazy good. You guys say. 40 people in a class. Someone takes first position, someone takes the last position. That's right. And somebody has to take the last <laughs> position. So if you're the 40th, like you're constantly coming, taking the 40th position in class. So then that means your performance is constantly measured against. <laughs> exactly. So, so we grow up in this culture where there's constantly performance. And you're hailed when you perform well. When you're not hailed, when you don't perform well, you're not hailed as much. And for me, I carried that into my relationship with God. And I carried that into my relationship with people. Because the idea that God's love for me is changes and varies depending on my performance was something I had to grow out of. Mm -hmm. And so that helped me to really enjoy this safe relationship that God has given us, this abundant life. Because... What happens on the days that you didn't do your Bible study? What happens on the days that you cursed out somebody and you know it was wrong? <laughs> what happens on the day, right? Because our test, the true test of our love is not when things go easy. 
I mean, we look at the political climate right now. And I used to, I, on the radio station, we said, you know, a time, once upon a time when Obama was president, there were a group of believers that didn't know how to handle it. And there was a lot of dishonor that was attached to him as president. We flip the script now, and we have Trump as president, and some believers don't know how to be believers. And we, we disrespect, we name call. So all of a sudden, we, we put our love in the, in the, in the shelf and lock right. it up, because now it, it's become very hard and inconvenient. What happens when someone doesn't agree with you, or you don't agree with them? Doesn't mean you act out of character of love. Like, I honor you, you're, you're the leader. I pray for you, and if I'm not praying for you, I better not open my mouth to criticize you. Right? And, and, it's, and it's both ways, and so it's kind of like, what happens when things get a little frictional? That's, that's where the true test of your love comes in. Because you can't tell me you love me if everything is constantly good, and we've never gone through a thing. A test of our love is gonna come when situations and issues come up. And how are we able to walk through it? And so as we talk about this and pray about this, one of our prayers is, Lord, help us to be able to deal with conflict yeah. in a loving way, yeah. in a way that honors, that it's okay for me to disagree with you, but love the heck out of you yeah. and respect you. and know that I'm coming from a different environment. I'm coming from a different background. You come from a different background. Matter of fact, we can leverage our differences. I feel like diversity, for example, it's one of the most beautiful things because it's, it's a reflection of God in each and every one of us. So what the enemy has tried to do is use, the, use, that, as a, as a, use that against us when it's really supposed to be a strength, right? And so conflict resolution means I see life differently from the way you see life, and we're going to come to the middle and find the truth. And the truth will always be found at the cross in Christ. Can we, can we just reconcile and, and leave the rest and know that God's going to work it all out and it's all going to be good, right? So I'm going to shut up and let him. No, it's okay. <laughs> I, like, I like that. I like that. I like that. You know, um, James 3, 18 says, um, Peacemakers who sow peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Um, this was a this was a Bible verse that uh, the Lord gave me at a uh, critical point in my life. So, um, sometime this was around October of last year. I was I was meditating and um, and the very first message of love that God was asking of me came to me. Um, in that message. Uh, the Lord started by giving me a force, you know, a foresight into what was going to happen, saying that, you know, he said the battle has begun, and then it went on, and then he said love. He said love, 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 like with everything you've got. I, I can't remember specifically. I wrote it down, but I don't want to go through all that now. But then he completed it with bleed my love. Mm -hmm. That was the very last thing he said. So when the Holy Spirit started to break that down to me, he said, when do you bleed? I said, when I'm caught. Mm -hmm. Right? When you're caught, what's inside comes out. Right. The blood that flows in you. 
when what flows through you is love. Mm. Now, that is when heaven comes to earth. Because now, you're, when you're caught, what people get is a release of heaven. Amen. Because heaven is love, yeah. right? Yeah. God is love, yeah. right? And we, we can only get caught when people hurt us, right. right? And sure enough, after I got this message, you know, people that were, I started getting a whole bunch of friction from left, <laughs> right, and center. Um, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it became a fiasco, uh, you know, uh, yeah. And, um, but I had to learn to love. And I was, when I was going through one of this, um, episodes, that was when the Lord once again gave me this Bible verse, right? This James, um, Sorry, my phone locks all the time. James 3.18 said, Peacemakers who sow peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Mm. Right? Um, what we have through salvation through Jesus Christ is his righteousness. It's because without that righteousness of Christ, we cannot stand in God's presence. Yeah. Right? That's right. Right. So, what God, in essence, is saying here is for you to reap organically a right to be in my presence, you have to sow peace. Right? And now I'm just making an induction, right? I'm just inducing out of that, right? Because that's what Christ did. Christ came to earth, God himself, to make peace, right, on our behalf make peace on behalf of man mm -hmm. with himself, with God, because we could never do that, yeah. right? So that reminds me when someone messes up in an area where I can say, yeah, you messed up, right? I would never do that. Mm -hmm. Then God reminds me of all the things that he's done on my own behalf so that I can stand in his presence. And all of a sudden I'm humbled and I, I don't feel like I can sit on a seat and judge someone else. Yeah. Come on. Right. Amen. Um, and we're going to go further, I mean, into, you know, boundaries and all that, because right. it, this doesn't mean that we don't recognize hurt and we don't, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, there, yeah. But but we cannot judge the yeah. person's character right. or 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 condemn and say, oh, you never yeah. change or. You see what I mean? Yeah. As long as there's breath, there, there is that hope right. from the Lord. So what do we do? We pray. Amen. Right? We pray. We pray that God comes in and mm -hmm. he takes over Amen. the situation. Because when he does, in him lies the perfect justice. Yeah. In him lies eternal love. Amen. In him is the reason why the blood was shed for us, even while we were yet sinners. Mm, that's right. So on my very bad days, when I do things, I'm like, oh, I'm ashamed of myself. Right now. Then I remember God's call, because he called me specifically, and he knew that they would come mm -hmm. the moment he was calling me. That's right. And he named me different names. He called me righteous. Mm. 
Amen. He's given me names that scares me. Because I'm like, no, that could not be me. But sure enough, he's filling the gaps yeah, yeah, yeah. that I could never fill. So that I could be that person he's called me to be. Amen. So if he knew that I was going to fall the way I did mm. when he called me those names, oh. then he forgave. Yeah, yes. Amen. And same with the other person. Amen. That just did something to her. Right? Amen. Right. So. I love it. Yeah. So, so for me, it's been, it's been an interesting six months. It's like I'm learning to walk again. Mm. And I'm learning to run again. I feel like I'm on a different continent, a different space and place with different gravity. And I have to learn everything again mm. and, and that's because with God when he, un, when he unravels something new for us he's so deep and he's so yes. fast yes. Yes. that that and it is with that intensity that he loves each and every one yeah. of us and if he loves us that much he loves that other person yeah. just as much right? right? yeah so so I, I think kind of wrapping up with that whole communication is the fact that God came down to start confrontation. I know a lot of us don't like confrontations and it's, it's sometimes we want to just pretend like it never happened. Sometimes we want to pretend like something is just not weird and we kind of want to tiptoe around it. God didn't tiptoe around this. There's a way, there's a healthy way to, to communicate and you're setting, uh, like you're, you're pretty much the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And in conflict resolution, we have to understand who the enemy is. Yes. Because the enemy is not standing right in front of you. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. The enemy is a force, a system that you and I get to choose whether we align ourselves oh. with or not. And when we align ourselves with love, it's a different game changer. Right. right? And the Bible says that light comes in and darkness con- comprehends it not. When we bring love and the light of Christ into a situation, into a dark situation, hell is unnoticed. They can't even comprehend it because it's like you don't shine light in a room and darkness is like, well, I'm not leaving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like, dude, you got it. You, you, you have no option. Then light comes in, darkness disappears. Right. So when you walk into a conflict with the light of Christ, which is this love, and you're coming in not making any assumptions about what, why you think they did what they did, even though sometimes we know God knew. But when you say, I honor you enough to listen to you and to talk to you, I'm not going to ignore you. One thing I, need to, I, I had to grow out of was keeping malice. When I got hurt, I was shut down. I wouldn't talk to him for days. <laughs> no, well, it wasn't days, but I would... Because for me, I'm like, I need to process this. And I would completely shut down. Mm-hmm. And that's not a reflection of heaven. When we, when we get into conflict with people, and we, of course, there are times, and, and part of, I think, part of this things, one thing I've learned is in the process of growing in this area, in the times that I haven't done very well, I, I still get back up. And I'm like, Lord, I'm going to try again. Yes. Is that this is a process. Because sometimes when we talk about this, the enemy is reminding us of how much we fall short. I'm like, okay, devil, whatever, right? The righteous falls seven times and gets back up. Mm-hmm. So if any of these things are areas that you're walking through, it's totally okay because growth is a process. 
And I think a lot of times we forget the process and we're constantly fixated on what it's supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. But God is proud of you for going through the process and not giving up. You get back up, you're going to fall again, you get back up and you just keep going at it. Right. And one day you're going to look up and you're like, crap, I'm not where I used to be. And that's because you never give up on it. And so part of also the communication is, okay, well, when you when you decide to confront this thing to, to continue to maintain the safe relationship zone, the Bible says confess your sins to one another mm-hmm. so that you might be healed. But it doesn't stop that. It says confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. Yep. Right? I have a mentor who thought about healing. I don't know if you heard that on Jezreel Life. And that really rocked my world. And she said one of the things that causes us to not heal is that we think that it's up to the person that hurt us to heal us. And so, you know, there was a message she preached and she said, sorries don't heal. Have you ever gone through a conflict and the person already said sorry, but years down you're like, crap, how come this thing keeps, it stings? How come it still hurts like we haven't made up, right? And it, it really kind of emphasizes on this, confess your sins, but go beyond that, pray for one another. And then you go back to the altar where Jesus says, if you remember that you have a brother or a sister that has something against you, and it says, leave your gift at the altar. Go make peace and make come, sure back. come back. <laughs> so people, what we do is we, we remember, and at the altar we leave our gift and we go to make peace. And we think that we're going to get healed by the process of communication and dialoguing with you. And we forget to go back to the altar. The altar is where your healing lies. Because sorries will never heal you. Just because I said sorry to you will not heal you. God is the healer. And so we have to take our vulnerabilities. We have to take the hurt. And we have to say, Lord, I'm leaving it at your cross. And I refuse to pick it back up. And every time it tries to attach itself back on me, I have to peel it back off. I'm like, because it is a process again, because the enemy will always try to attach it, bring it back, replay it. Have you ever had conversations with someone in the shower? Mm -hmm. You told them off and they're not even there. They're like, I can't believe you did this. Like, it's just hard. You know, like all the different things that I've done it. Like, I know I've done it several times, but it's just, it's this whole idea that when you don't leave and when you don't make an exchange, this is what I like to do. When I go into every time I interface with heaven. There's an exchange, and the exchange will always work in my favor. Mm-hmm. I can't go and meet with Christ and come and leave and carry my, my jargon. I haven't yeah. made the exchange. Yeah. When I hit um, my, my face or I hit my knees, I want to say, Lord, I, I leave all my junk, mm-hmm. and I'm going to take your peace. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take your light yoke. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yes. take your forgiveness. Yes. I'm going to take you. Make the exchange, you guys. Leave your hurt at the feet of Christ and take on his healing and take on his love. Yeah, you know, for the longest time, I feel like I had to show up a certain way in front of God. Mm. You know, I have to show up. I have to be strong. You know, I have to be together. Um, and during that, during the season when he's been working with me with love, there was a specific day that I went to him and I just broke down and I said, I'm hurt. Mm. And I just told him flat out, I'm so hurt right now. And I don't know. I, I can't, you know, 
you need to fix this because I'm hurt. And this was what happened when someone that's really close and really important, well, someone in your close circle, mm -hmm. you know, does something to hurt you. Um, and that would happen. That would happen. But, you know, when we speak Christianese and we say, you know, yeah, forgiving. Oh, yeah, you know, it's okay. I'm, we usually push things down and mm -hmm. try not to deal with it, and we try to stay strong. Now, this is now trying to do what God should be doing with works. And we're trying to use works. Mm -hmm. but, but works have no currency. It's not the currency of heaven. Faith yeah. is. Yeah, that's right. You know, we, we have to give it to God and have faith that he's going to fix it. Amen. Right? Amen. I just wanted to share that. Because for me, for the longest time, you know, it was an area of where I just felt I had to show up a certain way. Right. Now, I could just show up and laugh mm -hmm. or show up and cry. Because mm -hmm. that's exactly how I feel. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That's true. The Bible says in the presence of God there is liberty. Yeah, that's right. There's freedom. Yeah. That's right. So you have freedom to be yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have freedom to let others be themselves. Yes. You have to let others process the hurt as well. Yes. Or process the situation and not and not penalize them for even dealing. Have you ever been mad at someone because you think why you shouldn't be mad about that? <laughs> who am I? Like, who am I to sit here and tell you you shouldn't be mad about that? You know, it's like come on. But and that kind of brings us to our next uh, yeah. topic around how you know like. Punishment versus consequences. Yeah. Um, I hear often people say, well, God punished man. I don't I don't mm -hmm. see the evidence yeah. of it when I go in the book. What happens is we reap the consequences of our choices. Mm -hmm. That's a whole different ballgame. And I think this is one of the things that influences our actions as human beings. And we feel like we need to punish people when they wrong us. And we punish them in different ways. When really, if we just continue loving the consequences will still play out, right? The consequences, God gave the tree of life and he gave the tree of good and knowledge of evil and there were consequences attached to that. But I'm going to let you yeah. kind of go into, yeah. So God in this, in this scenario showed what real love is, mm. right? Because Adam and Eve knew they sinned. They went in hiding. They were ashamed. And they hid away, right? But God called them out, right, into his presence. Amen. And then the Bible says that he clothed them. He covered them. Mm. There was a shedding of blood, mm. and he covered them. And that was a fourth sign for what he was going to do. Amen. Jesus came and covered our sins. He shed the perfect blood once and for all and covered for all eternity Amen. okay so we so we have to always the bible says love covers mm. i mean my there was a time that my wife and i went through a very difficult season i was pissed i was really pissed not really at her but at a whole bunch of people mm. right and i was talking well mostly to her <laughs> and to a mentor and my mentor said, you know, he's like a father in the Lord, um, even though he's not much older than I am. <laughs> well, I, I really respect him. And 
he, he called me aside and he said, Deji, love covers all sins. Mm. I've never forgotten that. It echoes in my soul. I would never talk about my wife to anyone else mm. but her, right? Because love covers yeah. all sins. Lots of things that I go to the Lord and I'll say, Lord, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. blah. Lord, should I go talk to him? Say, no, don't worry about that. Mm. Don't worry about that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's done. It is done here. And the Lord will send his angels and deal with, it would, it would kill the other person. You see what I mean? Yeah. Now, that is covering. So, whenever you're in um, this, whatever situation you're in, just talk to the Lord. He will tell you exactly what he wants you to do. Amen. He's always speaking. Amen. The question is, are we listening? And when we hear, do we do? Because, mm. you know, to him who has, more will be given. Yeah. And to whom it does not have, even that which they have will be taken away. Amen. So when we hear, and we listen, and we do, we get more. Amen. Right? So, Amen. yeah. Now, I love what you were saying about the whole covering thing yeah. because when we cover we don't gossip there's nothing that um really takes a relationship and makes it so unsafe than gossip when you take someone and you literally expose their weaknesses and their mistakes to somebody else and that's why the bible told us how to conf do conflict resolution somebody wronged you go to them they don't listen go to them again <laughs> with a couple more people. If they don't listen, go to them again. It never got to a point where it says, if they don't listen, just leave them alone and go talk to everybody else without their presence. There's something, and, and this is something I'm still learning, is that somehow we have this holy gossip, and we get on the phone, and we talk to sister and brother A, C, D about what B, C, A said, and we want to act like we're having a holy conversation, but what you're really doing is uncovering somebody's weakness. And if God did that with us, oh my, can you imagine if we all walked around with the sins that we've committed? I mean, guess who, <laughs> guess who's, guess who wants to talk behind your back? The devil. Yeah. I mean, the Lord exposed that in the book of Job. He's a busy buddy looking, you know, always looking for something to accuse yeah. you about. Right? So... Let's not give him a hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, let's, let's, uh, let's make sure that, uh, you know, we give, we, we allow our own attorney, who is Jesus Christ, yeah. to speak on our behalf. And we know what his blood speaks yeah. about. So, so yeah. I, feel, I feel led to pray, actually. We have one more point here before we wrap yeah. up. But I, I really feel led to pray and just uh, repent on behalf of, us on behalf of the church on behalf of the bride for the times that we have unhandled conflict in the way Christ wants us to for the times that we've talked and talked about the issue and the problem to different people and we haven't even talked to Christ about it so Lord we just repent for the pride we come to you Lord and we ask for an exchange give us your humble heart Give us your gentle heart. Give us your forgiving heart. That everyone that we're holding hostage in our hearts right now who has robbed us the wrong way, Lord, we just set them free. 
Because, Lord, you said you have forgiven us, so we have to forgive as well. And so, Lord, we just pray that even though we speak about these things and it sounds, in theory, it sounds, it sounds easy. But, Lord, we know, you know we're going to walk out this door and it's going to get real. Yeah. And we're going to see the person that hurt us. And we're going to have to make a choice whether to choose life or whether to choose death, whether to choose forgiveness or whether to choose unforgiveness. I just ask for the power to receive and choose you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, um, and you know, we speak about this. I mean, um, we had an interesting conversation with our friends over the weekend, and we were talking about how do you resolve, you know, different types of conflicts within the church. Mm. And, you know, some people said love, some people said talk about it, you know, speak up. You know, there were lots of different things. Um, but one thing was clear in all of that, because we know all of those things are true. God wants us to do all of that. And, you know, forgiveness does not mean um, um, you let someone that stole all your stuff sit with all your stuff while you're not there, right? So this, <laughs> you know, like, oh, you know, I'll give you my house keys, but they just stole your stuff last week, right? Um, so, you know, it's really setting the healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. um, um, you know, God, God said, now, man is like us, right? And, you know, who, who's to say he's not going to go pick on the tree of life the next thing, right? And the Bible says that God asked man to leave the Garden of Eden. Um, because if man ate the tree of life, man would languish hmm. in sin, in this brokenness hmm. forever. Right? So it came from a place of love. Yeah, that's right. It protected us against ourselves. Yes. And it set his plan of redemption in motion. Right? And um, same happens. We can't fix someone else. A mom, and you know, you could love your child so much, but you can't fix them. Only God can. Yeah. And in those two things lie different roots. One root system is called fear, and the other root system is love. Mm -hmm. If you understand how God loves your son or your child or your, whoever that is that needs to be fixed so much, <laughs> then you would understand that he that didn't abandon you would not abandon them. Yeah. So what would you do? You pray for them. Yeah. Right? So man had to go in his journey that God constantly watched over him Amen. and then enacted his ultimate plan. Right? So now, if we look at that and we try to model that, then I think we know that even in this plan, only God could fix it. Because yeah. he came and he fixed it, mm -hmm. right? So what can we do? We give it to him. Amen. We make the exchange that my wife spoke about. Just give him that and take his peace. Because yeah. when he gives you his peace, <laughs> then you can live for today. Yeah. He'll give you enough peace you need for today. And tomorrow he'll give you 
enough peace for today because tomorrow will be today and you take it one step at a time just like that yeah okay so i think one of the things also that i learned from the way god handled our the conflict that arose as a result of sin was i love you know the the boundaries was real um and i love how you highlighted that the boundaries was to protect us it was it was an act of love um but there was still a boundary is that when people hurt us there's something that automatically happens trust Mm -hmm. the trust goes down a little more and no matter how much you try to fake it trust has been broken and it needs to be rebuilt back up so what happens for me for example one of the things i used to do especially like as a you know high school girl i want to be friends with everyone there's this whole thing of we get uncomfortable with the conflict and so we want to rush in our own strength and make it look all good and and let's get back together talking and all that that's all great and stuff but one thing i've learned as an adult and as i've matured is it's okay to put boundaries but the interesting thing is while you're putting the boundaries you have to make sure you understand why you're putting the boundaries that is from a place of love and that means you keep your heart open for reconciliation that your heart is always open for reconciliation because one of the things that we do sometimes is we put the boundaries the walls and there's no room for reconciliation and even if they came to say sorry you don't care because you've been hurt and then we carry this legacy into every relationship and we constantly penalize the next person for the mistakes of the last and that's not a healthy safe relationship that's you know so we we gotta learn to not make excuses for people because sometimes that's what we do we make excuses because we think it'll help us forgive better don't make excuses it stinks it hurts it's completely wrong but then how do we move forward from here i'm going to protect my trust my heart because i love you because i actually want us to go beyond this but if i keep opening up and lending you money when over and over time again you don't give me back the money then all I'm doing is digging the hole deeper to carry and hold on more grudge against you. I'm going to stop loaning you money until we kind of work this thing out. You owe me a whole lot already, right? Because that's the whole thing. It's like, how do we walk through? I mean, God did not come. We had to go through the consequences of sin. It happened. But what did he do? He loved us in the midst of it. He constantly, I mean, he was in communication with Cain and Abel. Like, he constantly was in communication with mankind. He did not withhold ourselves, himself from us. And that's, and he had a game plan. We gotta, we gotta root for people to get it right. We have to, we have to enable people onto righteousness. We have to make it a little easier. God makes it easy for us. I always see that God puts the bar so low for us that all we have to do is step over you don't even have to work hard. But sometimes in our humanness, we want to raise the bar so high for people because we want to punish them. We got we to gotta know that God constantly wants us to get it right. Like he really does. And he raised the bar so low that he came and said, I got my son to cover it all. All you have to do is show up, say yes, Repent when you mess up because it's going to happen. But don't give up on the process and just keep on going. That's all we got to do. And so when we model that safety that he gave us and actually apply that to somebody else, 
to the people that we're in relationship with, then we begin to experience this light yoke that Jesus talked about. Yeah. Because we've been given so much mercy, but it's we have not been given so much. God doesn't make excuses for our sins and our mistakes. And that's why repentance is real. Repentance means I acknowledge I messed up, but I'm not going to stop there. I'm committed to turning around, changing my way of thinking. That's what repentance is. I can't just come in and say sorry with no intent to change my way of thinking. That's not true repentance, right? And so part of that is is really just don't try to fix things in your own time and at your own pace. We got to just let the Lord do it and do it and continue to just maintain the safe relationship that he's given us. Amen, amen. Yeah. We've kept, we've gone over time a oh, little bit. Good. So, um, yeah, I mean, we, we've loved, we've loved being here. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you. She's always, she, she's always on air, mostly Monday through Friday. So if you want to hear more from her, I, I love to hear from her. Um, <laughs> you can you can you can ask us how to download our app and all that. And what's the app? Truthfmlive.com. Truth FM. Yeah, live. No, no, live.com. And you get everything there. You can download Android or uh or iTunes app or you know all that stuff. Thank you. So we have to give it up for them one more time. We want to pray over there. So, Father, we just thank you for this time, and we thank you for this couple, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the wisdom that you've given them. We thank you for the courage, Lord. We thank you for their openness, their vulnerability, Lord. Yes. Father, we know that this is a work of your spirit within them, and we thank you, Lord, for what they've brought. For, Father, your word says if anyone should speak, they should speak the very words of God. And so we thank you, Lord, uh, for what you have brought through through this couple. And so, Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus, Lord. We ask for a double portion blessing, Amen. Father, yes, in the name of Jesus, for Amen. everything that they put their hand to. Because, Lord, yes, it is Lord. evident that their lives are given solely and completely to you. Mm -hmm. And so, Father, we say enlarge their territory. Yes, yes, Father, Lord. that, Lord, uh, that more and more, Father, would hear the life-giving truth, Father, yes, on their station, Lord. And even as they yes, go Lord. in the highways and the byways, Lord, that, Father, that they would speak the love, they would speak the truth, they would speak the mercy, they would speak the compassion that is yours, God. And, Father, we just thank you for what they've uh, imparted to us today. And Father, I just pray that this word that uh, you have given through them would be in every heart, God, that we would ourselves, Lord, look at where we are and Father, know that your truth and your mercy and your grace is ours in abundance, God. And then, Father, that we will be the safe people that you have called us to be, God. Amen. Not so that we could say that we were safe people, but to bring the hands and feet of Jesus, Lord, to a world that is looking for hands and feet of Jesus. Not religion, God. Not what they think is Christianity, but the real and true God that is, that is in grace, that is in mercy, that is in love. And we thank you, God, and we seal all these things by the blood of Jesus. Amen. In his name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Y'all hang out for a couple of minutes. Thank you, guys. We appreciate it. We'll see you next week.